0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery. And today, my, da- my guest is Jagup Chahel, a 2012 graduate at the New Horizon College of Engineering with a Bachelor of Engineering and a 2018 graduate from Lambton College with a postgraduate diploma in web design and development. Jagup is a software professional with a passion for coaching people on mental health and also wellness. Jagup came to Canada with three years of experience as a web an API developer in India. He completed his technical systems analyst co-op at RBC in the online banking team and is now a senior IT developer at TD. In his spare time, Jagroup likes to read books, go for a bike ride or play poker online. Jagroove welcome to the show. Thank
1: you very much, Brian. I really appreciate you inviting me uh, to the podcast and it's an honor to be here. Thank you once again for inviting uh- me.
0: Of course, and it's so great to reconnect with you. It's been a been a while, um, and I, I've I've watched your progression and the things you've been doing through LinkedIn. And uh, congratulations to you. So, as we get started, um, like to ask a few rapid fire questions just to, for the audience to get to know you a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. What is your most used emoji? Uh,
1: well, I'd say it's a it's a simple smiley face because it it uh, I feel uh, spreading smiles is uh, what's important. In this world, especially with what we have been going through during the pandemic, so yeah, it's a it's a simple smiley face, and I added a lot to all the emails and messages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Everyone can use a good smile every day, right? That's awesome. For sure. Um, if you could eat just one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hmm. Uh if if it's in
1: food item, I'd say eggs for the nutritional value of it. But uh if I'm given more leverage and I'm uh, allowed to choose a dish, it would be uh kidney beans and cooked by me in Indian style gravy.
0: In Indian style Caribbean?
1: Indian style gravy. Uh it's um, uh, it's basically um uh, my mom's recipe that she shared with me. And uh, it's it's spicy and I love the way to make it the way my mom
0: does oh that sounds awesome i'm kind of hungry i didn't really (laughs) eat lunch today that sounds really awesome um what's a favorite way to spend a day off
1: uh if if the weather permits i like to go out for a bike ride or play a sport Uh, basically spending some time with nature Uh, it gives me that relaxation that's required And uh, especially because we are in Canada, uh, most of the times uh, weather does not permit us to go out. Uh, In those days I like to read books as I always love to learn more, but I do make sure that I dedicate some time since it's my day off to pamper myself uh, by cooking something new or one of my favorite dishes.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself right on those days off and protect that time for yourself. Next question, do you hit the snooze button or wake up immediately?
1: Wake up immediately. Uh, it's, it's been very important for me to do that. And to be honest, it took me a lot of time and discipline to get into the practice of uh, not hitting that snooze button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all love our beds, right? We know how comfortable they feel. We know how cozy they are. But uh, it was very important for me to get into that habit. So that I do not take the easy way out and uh, you know, start working on my goals right away. And uh yes. more, there's more value to it because it's the first decision that I make in the day. And it's very important that I do it right. I do not take the easy way out.
0: That's a good way to think. And it's uh It's nice when you embrace the day early, right? And just get started as cozy as bed can be. It's, it'll be there when you get ready at the end of the day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) True. I totally agree. And for anyone listening, if if they want to break the habit of hitting the snooze button, I have this uh, small recommendation. Uh, Say, for example, if you're setting your alarm at 6 a.m., uh, but you end up hitting the snooze button four to five times and eventually wake up at 6.20, 6.25, I'd recommend just set the alarm for 6.20, the time that you want to wake up, wake up but wake up immediately. It it has a lot of effect on how your day and your life progresses, trust me.
0: Good, good advice. This yeah. next rapid question is, is sometimes an interesting one, and I, I kind of thought about it when I was adding it to a podcast around what is your favorite word because sometimes there's words that we realize we say a lot or there's words we just like the meaning of or maybe just frankly the sound of a word but do you have a favorite word
1: Oh yes for sure uh being in Canada for the last four years I think thank you and sorry are my most spoken words and it uh, it took me some time getting used to it uh stemming from that uh being thankful or the word thankful is something that I use more often and i have incorporated it as part of my morning routine uh being thankful has become uh become my favorite word as i practice gratitude every morning i feel it's uh really important to be thankful for the blessings that we have in life and thank god or the universe however you may call it uh thank him uh for all the blessings that he has delivered to us so yeah thankful is the one word that i use the most and i love the most
0: I love that. Yeah, it's, uh, sometimes we get very caught up in the day to day and, you know, with that kind of attitude and mindset, just starting the day is, is so important. And thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move a question around here just because, uh, you know, as we are starting the podcast, um, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, I know you've had a lived experience and that's why I do this podcast is for others to hear from folks like yourself who I've met and who have inspired me on what they've been doing and how they've overcome different obstacles. And we're going to talk a little about that high school to school to work. But before we do, I was wondering if you could talk a little about, you know, coming to Canada as a newcomer, um, thinking back, you know, to four years ago, was there anything you found or things you found were challenging or, or maybe even difficult for you? Oh,
1: yes, there were a lot of things before coming to Canada. My mind was boggling with a lot of doubts and anxiety. You know, there were questions like, will I be able to fit in the culture, uh, then there's the uncomfortable feeling of being homesick. Uh, will I be able to manage my finances was a very important, important question, which I was really anxious about. And then uh, the ever uh, important question for all students, will I be able to get a job after graduation? but luckily uh, canada as a country is so welcoming and diverse that uh, it was not much of an adaptation that was needed and uh, because i spent most of my life in a me- in metropolitan cities in india it definitely helped uh, getting used to the amount of sorries and thank yous was a fun experience totally and i'm, I'm i mean it's it's an integral part of canadian culture and i'm glad i learned that uh being homesick was not uh much of a challenge for me because i feel super lucky that my best friends from childhood were already here and they made me feel like i'm at home uh it was totally like a living your youth uh days back all over again they helped me settle in and uh, i'm truly blessed uh, to have such friends but two challenges uh or rather i won't say uh, both are challenges uh the first challenge that really uh, got me working was uh, finding the balance between study, work, and life. Uh, So as a student, you have to do all of them. You have to work. uh, You you have to do part-time job to get your finances moving. Of course, there's a ton of assignments that get assigned. And then again, life balance, because it's always important to disconnect, relax, and uh, get energized. So that was really, really difficult for me. and how i overcame it uh it was the guidance from my friends that helped me a lot uh in terms of getting a good part-time job uh i mean we have so many resources available these days uh my friends recommended that you know i should get a security guard license it's, it's something that i learned new and it's a job uh, that you know uh, helps you learn the culture more because you'll be spending a lot of time with people, uh, around people, helping them out. So yeah, that helped a lot. As uh, I could do the job during the weekend when I did not go to school, and it definitely helped. Plus, uh, the boom of food delivery services like Uber Eats, DoorDash, Skip the Dishes was a boon for me. Trust me, uh, the the fun of uh, going around downtown on a bike, delivering foods, and then enjoying the hustle, the buzz of the city uh was a totally uh memorable experience. Uh being a full-time worker right now, there are some days when I do miss those is I was like, oh, I wish I could, you know, just take out four or five hours, just spend my time biking around downtown. <laughs> <laughs> and the most important thing there was it provided flexibility. You know, you, you can choose your work time, like you don't have to go to an eight hour shift or a six hour shift, even if you have a couple of hours open in your schedule, you can just go out, uh, obviously, if weather permits, and it helped me immensely to manage my finances, uh, because it's always important um, uh, to keep uh, your finances in check uh, when you're a student. So that was yeah. uh, that was one of the challenges. Uh, the other part was weather, of course. <laughs> I come from India, and it's pretty <laughs> hot out there. And trust me, getting used to the winter here was pretty tough. Uh, it was, I'd say, the biggest challenge getting used to it. To be honest, three winters down, uh, down in Canada, I still find it challenging. Uh, as a child, I used to dream of enjoying the snow, you know. And the first snow here in Canada, I really did dance with joy. But then over time, I realized the reality is pretty different. But what I've learned, though, uh, is, you know, if you have uh, proper clothing and winter gear, you can enjoy the weather, too. Uh, there's good in everything.
0: <laughs> I could just pitch you with your first snowfall. It must have been really fantastic, like, bringing back all those childhood dreams of seeing it. Um, but then quickly feeling the cold <laughs> 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 getting around as well, right, is... Is a different uh, perception altogether, but or, or experience altogether. But but well, thank you for sharing that. I think it's really important because I, I know a lot of our listeners are newcomers to Canada and you know don't have a network or trying to meet people. And you know it's it's wonderful that you had you know some childhood friends to be here for you. And I think that's you know making those connections are so important when you come to a new country or a new town or a new t- city and. And sometimes it's really tough, right? It's not always easy. Yes,
1: totally. I totally agree. And it definitely helped me settle in.
0: That's wonderful. Um, so now thinking about, you know, transitions, and I know you've had many, um, obviously transitioning to a new country, um, coming with work and lived experiences. And um, schooling and going to Lambton College, you know, then transitioning from school to work where we met at RBC and, um, have remained in, uh, in contact and, and talking as uh, your career has progressed, um, you know, thinking about those transitions, is there something that stuck out to you that you want to share with some of our listeners about, you know, what you maybe learned along the way and, and what they might be able to learn from your experience?
1: Oh, yes, for sure. I'd love to. Uh, it was a fun journey, the whole transition, uh, lots of lessons along the way, some that I'm grateful for, and some not so fond memories, but uh, that's always there. There are always two sides of the coin, isn't it? <laughs> so <laughs> before starting my second stint at education here in Lambton College, I was super nervous at first, having doubts if I'll be able to adapt to school life because it's, it's been five years, it had been five years that I studied last or I attended university and then I worked. Uh, so there was that kind of uh, uh, un- doubts if I would be able <clears throat> to adapt to school life. And now I'm glad that I took the decision to make that journey as it helped me to understand that learning is a never ending process. You know, growth is always directly proportional to learning and we all need to find ways to continuously keep learning. My education here kind of embedded that in me and helped me to. develop the unmatched confidence that comes with the process of learning. Of course, the more you learn, the more you feel confident. So going through school all over again, uh, giving me the opportunity to learn new things, new technologies, it definitely helped. Uh, Another aspect of my student life uh, here in Canada was uh, managing study and part-time work. As I briefly mentioned, it helped me learn uh, a lot. Actually, let me rephrase myself. It forced me to learn better time management skills. So uh, yeah, time management is something that uh, is really important. I've learned uh, that time is a commodity that we cannot waste and realize the value of each and every minute in my school life because I had so many assignments to do and you know uh, juggle all the work activities and life throughout. Uh, this is something that has always helped me throughout my career and continues to do so. Uh, Plus, it is through schooling here, back in India, uh, and in high school as well, I learned the importance of making genuine friends who help you at your worst times. Friends in school, and then again, network at work. Because uh, we are all human beings, we all go through our rough patches, right? And we all need someone to give us that hug when we need the most and tell us it's all going to be better soon, and I feel blessed to have made those connections. Their support uh, has given me the strength to go through the tough times and come out of it stronger. So that has been a really, really important part of my transition, being able to make uh, genuine connections and uh, having those friends whom you can bank on, whom you can uh, count on to help you when you need the most. Uh, Plus, uh, the habit of finding mentors on my journey uh, has always uh, guided me has always helped me to climb the mountain of success uh, where I am today. Uh, Another thing that I'd like to touch on is uh, my co-op term at RBC. Uh, I was still a student and I joined uh, RBC as a co-op student and I learned many crucial skills to be industry ready during my co-op term, especially because of the ADAPT program. And I'd like to take this time to thank RBC Ryerson University and you Brian for putting together such a well-thought program. You know it helped me build my confidence and prepared me to transition from student life to work life Uh, and I totally believe that the program bridges the gap between uh, a student and actually transitioning into work life. So that really helped and thank you once again for putting it together and providing the opportunity to attend the program.
0: Oh, you're more than welcome, and and thank you so much for, you know, just being you on this podcast. And that's why I knew having you as a guest would be fantastic because, you know, listening to you and and describing some of those experiences and what you've learned, um, there's so much insight and takeaways for, you know, thinking of the younger students coming up behind behind you now and 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 struggling with some of those things and um. And it's nice to hear that a program like ADAPT partnership between RBC Ryerson um, was a real helpful and pivotal moment for you. And um, I'm glad that you were able to do that and uh, and and actually get that experience as well. So thanks again for, for sharing that. Um, you know, when we think about school, and I know you've, you've experienced school, um, you know, what I would call as a, a student, and then as a mature student, because you were You know, going back to school when you came to Canada, but, you know, looking at some of the things you've learned too. Is there something that. You wish, I don't know whether it's high school, college, university, what have you, but anything that you you've learned that you wish would maybe be discussed or even taught in school that that sometimes isn't or or should be.
1: Um, I'm glad you asked me this Brian. Uh, to be honest. I, I feel there are a lot of life skills that should form an integral part of a school curriculum. Uh, which includes mental health, uh, industry readiness, character building, etc. It would be nice to have those things incorporated. Uh, but the most important thing uh, that the education system does not teach us is how to study. You know, we are presented with a lot of information uh, and material, but we are never taught how to learn or how to keep that uh, information. I feel the process uh, of studying uh is uh kind of outdated or the methods are uh not new as the amount of data that's available for us to learn and remember in this digital world has grown multiple uh and students uh and even i used to do i won't say i won't generalize it but most of us use old methods like rote learning you know repeating the words over and over again until we memorize it. I'm sure uh, you'd remember as a kid how we kept repeating, seven times seven is 49, seven times seven is 49, until we finally memorized it. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) I feel that's that's a very inefficient way of studying. And uh, then there's also the age-old study tradition of uh, pulling an all-nighter and cramp the study material into our head uh, for the test next day. Uh, And studies and research show, that the retention period of such information in our brains is less than 48 hours Uh, plus it leads to sleep deprivation and ultimately uh, it impedes our learning. So uh, I I strongly believe uh, that students should be introduced to efficient methods to study. You know uh, scientifically proven methods like active recall uh, which is to go through the study material and then trying to recall the information that you just absorbed And then going back to the study material and trying to remember or uh, verifying how much of the information you actually remembered, uh, which has helped me a lot. Uh, Then there's the method called space repetition, uh, which is uh, repeating the information at uh, timed intervals uh, to it for a couple of days. And it works wonders. Uh, I've been implementing that off late and it has been really, really helpful. Uh, Then uh, in terms of uh, how to study, uh, we should also be taught, uh, I feel, how we can manage our state while we're studying. I feel it's very crucial. The state of our mind, the energy levels, something as simple as uh, setting up straight while studying has a major impact on the efficiency of studying. Uh, then there's this habit of practicing mindfulness and uh, being fully present when uh, learning something. You know, Brad. The list goes on and on. But then I wow. I feel that the modern study methods that the students should be introduced to uh, are really important. You know, they should they should really be uh, made aware of these methods, and these should be incorporated as a part of the curriculum.
0: Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Incredible feedback on that question. And you know, as i was listening to you as you're describing the different types, and it's it's really you're right it's the the idea of memorization and repeating just shows that you're a good you can memorize things are you really learning right and it's a lot of a lot of the early on kind of testing and things that we've gone through um are been in that format but some of the the thoughts you've given i think even for our listeners that would be great for them to kind of think a little differently about how they how they approach learning and how they try to think about it a little bit better. I mean, really amazing. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Um, If you're thinking more like now, I try to try to tap into, you know, and and you've been, um, you know, really straightforward and and, and, uh, such a lovely person to chat with today. But as we're talking about that, I know, you know, from a personal perspective, we all have certain you know, back to challenges or back to things that we've overcome. And, you know, many of us sometimes feel like we're the only one that experienced something or in some cases, uh, you know, just had things that we had to overcome. Is there anything that that you feel comfortable maybe sharing with me and the audience about um, something that you've overcome and how you put your mind to doing it?
1: Yes, uh, of course. Let me uh, give me a second here to just gather my thoughts on this one, because sure. I feel if I share this, uh, I mean, it's it's gonna help a lot of people and it's something that was really, really challenging for me. Um, sure. So um, I believe it was, um, you know, overcoming the limiting beliefs that I had developed over the course of my life. Uh, you know, those ants or, or uh, as they call it, automatic negative thoughts that have started to yes. pop up in my head. Uh, These thoughts had started to surface, uh, I believe, uh, during the period of my life when I was struggling to land a co-op job. uh, It led me to a downward spiral in my life uh, where I was super low on confidence uh, and went through periods of depression. Uh, Negative thoughts had started to fill up my mind, Brian. Um, Thoughts like, will I ever land a co-op job? Uh, Even if I do, do I have the skills to excel in it? Uh, Then things like, how will I manage my finances if I get an unpaid co-op? It even went to the extent of, um, did I make a mistake of coming to Canada? Uh, Am I Mm -hmm. smart enough to survive in this country? Things became so worse for me that I started doubting myself. Uh, It was that downward spiral uh, that was really, really challenging. You know, uh, I was a topper in my high school and uh, my university back in India And here I was in a phase of my life uh, where I was so low on confidence and uh, I had started to question my capabilities, my talent. Um, I started to question my education and my relationship. So it was was, uh, was bad. It was a rough phase. Mm -hmm. And um, once again, I'd like to highlight the importance of having true friends in life who really care for you. You know, they picked me up, Uh, they supported me, uh, pushed me to challenge these negative thoughts. My family, my sister, my life partner, they all stood by my side. Uh, They helped me to come out of that dark face. With all this support uh, and encouragement around me, uh, I started to challenge these thoughts and limiting beliefs that I had placed on myself. Uh, Listening to motivational speakers was my routine used to do it for hours each and every day and I feel that we are blessed to have the technology that provides us easy access to such content you know we could just go to YouTube and watch them speak we could watch so many videos and so many of them are available to us uh, and they just lift you up or they provide you the tools to lift yourself up uh it was it was very beneficial and then uh throughout uh, by watching these videos uh you know I developed the habit of trying to identify the origin of these sort of sort of negative self talk uh, every time i heard my mind say phrases like i can't i'm not or i don't i started challenging them i started challenging the reality of them you know i i once as i became aware of these thoughts i realized you know these these were not facts these were not true But these were just opinions and very wrong opinions. I started countering them by saying things like, "Just because I haven't been good at this in the past does not mean I can't be great at it." I I tried countering. I tried to counter them with uh, facts, with truths. Okay, this is what I feel. I feel that I'm not able to learn. But is it true? Uh, In the past, I've been a very efficient learner, you know, I've been so confident, I've done good at my high school, I've done good at my university, so definitely I'm good at it, and I just need to overcome this mental hurdle, all these negative thoughts that I keep, the self-doubt that I started to develop, uh, and then uh, countering them with these actual facts always helped me to negate these thoughts and gave me the reason to believe in myself so uh yeah that was that was one of the dark phases i, as I like to call it in my life uh, where so much of self-doubt so much of negative thoughts so many of them in my head kind of pushed me down but um with the help of my friends with the support of my family i was able to conquer those devils in my head and you know uh, to the to the fact that even these days when i'm when i'm embarking on a new project or anything new and you know my mind uh, it's still there that part of me it keeps coming back and it tells me do you have enough skills to do this i'd say i i tell myself you know even if i don't i can learn We have technology we have information available i mean come on we are living in this digital world i can learn anything that i want and that kind of uh challenging these negative uh thoughts has helped to grow in my career a lot
0: wow thank you so much for sharing that and you're right you can learn anything you want i mean that is that's some incredible reflection from you and i thank you so much for sharing it um and talking through that with 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 me and, and for our listeners that are thinking along those lines. Um, you know, I think even the COVID nineteen pandemic has really in, intensified people's self-doubt and, and insecurities and other things. And, you know, having that ability to, to to ask those questions you asked yourself, I think is other one questions others can ask themselves to try to get unstuck from those moments. Um well, yes, you know, there's always, there's always something to learn. Mm-hmm.
1: Totally, you know, when pandemic started, I'm I'm sure most of us uh, had that question going: work from home. I mean, is it even possible? Like, how am I gonna focus on work when I'm at home? There's so many distractions around me, and then uh, there's always uh for people who have kids at home, you know, when when you are at home. Your kids think that you are on holiday. I mean, it's it's their time; <laughs> they want to play with you, right? And uh, that, yeah, those. I mean, these these negative thoughts keep popping up at different phases of our lives, and I, I feel it's really important that we start challenging them and we start realizing, okay, this is not true. The truth is, uh, I can I can work around it. I can figure out a process. I can figure out uh, something to move over these negative thoughts, and that's that's really important. I
0: believe. A hundred percent, and you know it kind of leads me to my next question. I usually you know kind of frame this in a certain way about values and how values have enabled you you know clearly you know you're a man of values and and the things that are important to you and you've taken note of that in your life and when you think about those values how how have those helped you you know to pursue your dreams and to to, to move to um, you know different places and do what you've done?
1: Oh, I'm happy to share and I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you asked me this because I, I totally connect to my values and I feel they form the core of what I am and they have helped me to reach the stage of my career where I am today. And uh, the core of it uh, is hard work. Hard work is the most important value for me. I personally believe that hard work beats talent eventually. I mean, it might take more time. But eventually, if you keep working hard, if you keep, uh, keep doing it over and over again, uh, you're going to excel. And there's nothing that cannot be achieved by, by working hard. You know, People like Elon Musk, David Goggins, uh, Jeff Bezos are living examples of it. Uh, and I have employed it throughout my career, uh, throughout my life and career, I'd say. And I've always the re- rewards, uh, always. Uh, plus, when you work hard, to achieve something, the results always taste sweeter, be it studies, uh, work, or learning a new technology. Working hard to do it has always helped me to climb that mountain. You know, initially, it'll seem impossible, but once you start chipping away, you'll be like, yes, this is possible. And uh, hard work, hard work gets you there, Brian, and it has helped me a lot. Uh, stemming from hard work is discipline. Uh, and I, and it's it's, again, very important value for me uh, I feel the world has started to associate a negative feeling with the world, uh, with the word, I'd say, uh, most of us have the opinion that, you know, discipline is tough. Uh, it's some kind of punishment in reality. Discipline can be your best friend. If you, if you start using it as a tool to achieve your dreams, uh, personally for me, setting my goals, uh, creating an action plan, uh, to achieve those goals and having the discipline to stick to the plan has been the key to my success. Uh, be it physical health, diet, mental health, study goals or career goals even. It does not matter. Uh, Being disciplined has helped me to achieve the consistency that I need to make progress in my life and my career. So that's one of them. Uh, And um, another very important core value for me is accountability. Um, I feel that uh, doing anything that has my name attached to it uh, to the best of my ability, gives me a sense of achievement. Uh, it has helped me to get recognition at work. And uh, what I do, I do at uh, the very best how I can. And it has very recently helped me to get my dream promotion. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, that's, that's why I value accountability. It, it always matters. Uh, empathy is uh, another value, uh, which I feels form integral part of me as a person. Uh, to start with, we are all human beings, right? And it's it's our duty to understand the feeling, the situations of our peers, and respect their perspective. Uh, it has helped me develop true and genuine relationships in life and at work, and it has helped me to earn such close friends who have helped me always in difficult times. To be able to uh, stand uh, in a person's shoes and try to um, try to think why he's doing what he's doing, or what, from where he's coming at, I feel is really, really important, uh, especially in work uh, more than in life, but uh, we, we do need to value the perspective of others. Um, then again, sorry, you were saying something?
0: No, no, go go, go ahead.
1: Sorry. No worries. Uh, and then again, at the very core of my values, um, I'm never, ever scared to making mistakes uh and that has been an important factor that aided my growth uh i go by the belief uh that either i succeed or i learn uh you know even thomas elva edison said uh he did not fail a thousand times but he discovered thousand ways not to make a light bulb and uh, I, I i kind of follow that i always take the learning from my failures and use them as stepping stones uh, to climb the ladder of success uh, then there's uh, then there's the value that I value a lot, and it has integrated in me as a person, is the drive to push myself out of my comfort zone. Um, I've been continuously doing that, and I strongly believe uh, growth lies outside our comfort zones. Uh, we, we need to be able to consistently push ourselves, and that's how we grow. Uh, my ability uh, to learn continuously has uh, come out of this drive to be able to push myself and uh, uh, in a way, subduing the negative voices in my head has also stemmed from my drive of being uncomfortable, you know, uh, coming to reality with them or facing them, jotting them down on a piece of paper and uh, then challenging them and uh, seeking out my comfort zone and say, trying to find out how I can move out of these negative thoughts. So, yeah, challenging myself, it gives me encouragement uh, and it has always helped me.
0: Wow. Some amazing thoughts and insights for our listeners. And thank you again for sharing some of that. I, it's um, it's really nice to to connect with you today. I feel like I'm getting a positive Injection of jagoop today in my life. And it's so nice to hear this and to be part of it. Uh, I, it's a great way to start the weekend. Um, maybe a little bit on, a, on another. note. you know, we, are, it appears we're starting to come out of the COVID 19 pandemic, at least from what we're seeing. I think even today restaurants are opening up in Toronto and not just the patios. And, but what is there anything that. You're looking forward to doing with, with hopefully the. The future of 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 this uh, starting to become a hopefully a distance past. Oh, I'm I'm super excited about it, Brian. Um, there's a huge
1: list of things, and I'm I'm glad that we are moving past uh, the pandemic. I hope that we are able to do it soon. Uh, but the most important thing on my excuse me on my list is to travel, yeah, and to travel back to India uh, because it's been um, it's been more than two years that I met them and uh, mm-hmm. of course pandemic has taken its toll uh, especially mentally on all of us and i'd like to take the time to meet my family when when the travel restrictions are eased uh, and uh, i want to spend some good quality time with them so that's that that tops my list and then of course uh, i want to go back to my favorite restaurants uh, there's no <laughs> feeling of you know sitting in the restaurant and enjoying that uh, porn delicious food Taking the, taking the food as a takeaway. I mean, it's, it's, it's just not the thing for me. I mean, I don't enjoy it as much as I would if I'm sitting in a restaurant. So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I love. Chinese, uh, mostly Indian Chinese, and not many uh, of such restaurants are having uh, patios, so I'll have to wait until we are allowed to dine in, but that's something that I'm really looking forward to devouring
0: my favorite dishes once again. <laughs> <laughs> nice, family and food, who could ask for anything better than that? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Um. So we're getting to the end of the, this discussion, and again, I could talk to you all day. Again, I thank you so much for just your insights and your thoughts, and um, you know, just sharing with everyone um, some different ideas and ways of thinking. Um, is there any last thoughts you may want to leave with with some of the listeners that might be uh, tuning in today? Uh, yes, of course, uh, and I'd
1: like to thank you again, Brian, for giving me this opportunity uh, to share my experience. Um, I feel, um, you know, um, at the start of the podcast and now. I feel uh, so much of um, joy inside me to be able to share uh, my journey and some of the challenges that I had. And I hope they inspire, uh, inspire our listeners. Uh, to, some of the, um, to all the students who are listening, um, who are embarking the difficult journey and uh, people who are starting in career, I would say, I have just one recommendation, just keep working hard, keep working hard towards your dreams. Uh, there's nothing that is not achievable through hard work and dedication. So, keep doing it. Uh, do not compare yourself to others or their success. You know, uh, your only competition should be you. So, try to be the best version of yourself and do not get into that negative spiral of comparison because it leads to um, trust me, it's, it's not a good feeling. I've been through that. Um, and then make sure uh, that you are not intimidated by the timelines that are set by the society. You know, it's it's okay not to graduate by 20. It's it's okay not to have your dream job by 25. It's totally fine if you are not married by 30, or if you have your dream home by 35, or if you uh, if you haven't figured out your career by 40. It's, these are just timelines that are set by society, and these are outdated. We are all unique in our own ways. And we all have have our own own timelines, I'd say. So, do not get carried away by that. And uh, just to leave as a final thought, I'd say, most importantly, and it's very, very important, uh, to not feel discouraged or get carried away by the criticism of others. You know, the only critic that should matter to you is in your life is you. Uh, You should be the only one whom you are listening to in terms of Criticism or discouragement, you know, keep that positive vibe and that positive mindset as uh, happy people are always successful people. So, yeah, keep spreading the happiness.
0: I love that. Keep spreading the happiness. And on that note, I, I can't thank you enough. It's been an amazing opportunity to catch up with you today. And, you know, for our listeners, if you've liked what you heard, please share this podcast with your network. Please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery, and until next time, please stay well.